You're listening to The Trainumentary. On this episode, we visit with musician Dr. Billy Taylor. I don't know if I could uh, describe the essence of John Coltrane because he is really so many people. He, he did uh, one thing when he was growing up, when he was hanging out in Philadelphia and, and, and playing uh, with local bands around there. Uh, the things that he uh, wanted to do were quite interesting. He heard classical music. He heard uh, all kinds of uh, uh, music when he was growing up. And knowing the time that he grew up, I'm not surprised because there was music all around him. The, the kind of things that he grew up with, the things that he experienced in his lifetime, not remarkable for the time because everybody went through that, but not everybody had the same kind of reaction. And so what he extracted from hearing uh, a symphony orchestra was one thing. What he extracted from hearing Art Tatum was something totally different. Hanging out with the uh, musicians that came to Philadelphia, it was amazing that he assimilated so many things that he could later isolate and say, well, I like that. I think I'll put that over here. Or I like this. I think I'll well, I'll hang on to that for a minute and, and do something else with it. He was, he was remarkable in terms of the way that he um, cataloged particular things and he said here's something useful and it was like he had a grab bag and he said well I got this grab bag stuff I, I, I don't I don't want to use this right now a little later I'll get to it a little later you would you hear you see how he, how he finally decided well I want to use that John Coltrane was one of the nicest human beings I ever met in my life. He was very kind, very thoughtful, and we played together at Birdland. That was when, I guess, that period was one of the few times I really got to talk to him because I got to talk to him in between sets. And uh, he was an interesting man. He just, uh, you know, we talked about all kinds of things, and many of the, the musicians that I met during that period I didn't feel comfortable with as I felt with him. We talked about a lot of different things. He was particularly interested in, in the Tatum-esque thing that I was doing because he liked the, the way that I took some of the things from, from art and used use them in my own uh, way. He had um, particularly interested in some of the harmonic things that I liked because that was, to me, what I heard in Art Tatum. Tatum was uh, my mentor and one someone that uh, I admired tremendously. And so uh, it was easy to start a conversation with, with John uh, about him because he was curious about uh, how Tatum arised, arrived at the kinds of things that he did that sounded like glissando. You play something that sounded like you're just running your hand down the key. It was so cleanly done. And so he said, Man, you know, I, I don't hear anybody around that can do that. He's, he's really amazing with that. I said, yeah. And he said, well, 
you know, I'm going to try to do that in the saxophone. And, uh, you know, I said, yeah, right, you know. <laughs> and imagine my, my surprise when later he actually did just that on, 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 the, on the saxophone. It was a device. It was uh, something that, that Art Tatum used. When he played whole tone scales and so forth, he had a way of doing that and dragging his finger. And so it sounded like a, a different kind of a glissando. I said, you know, if, you, if, if we could slow this down enough, you know, because in those days, uh, you know, we were talking about uh, not being able to slow things down uh, the way we can now. I said, if we could slow down this, this enough, I said, you, what you would hear is this, this, and I played it for him, you know. He said, oh, that's good. It's different. I said, do that again. So I did it again. <laughs> and he said, yeah, think about that, you know, and he did. <laughs> I was doing a radio show on WLIB. I used to play John's music all the time. I mean, I played him uh, when I was on WNEW, which was uh, very difficult simply because uh, this was a pop station. I mean, we played a lot of Frank Sinatra and played all of the things that were in the pop on the pop charts and everything. But I had a jazz program and I played ballads pretty much uh, out of John. The uh, idea coming from him that, that he wanted me to uh, emcee his concert came from two sources. First of all, he knew that the station that I was uh, broadcasting from was on uh, just off of uh, 125th Street, uh, you know, less than a block away from, from actually where he was going to do this. But the problem was I was on the air at that time, so I, I couldn't sneak away and, and, and uh, spend the kind of time that I wanted to spend listening to him because uh, this was his first coming back public performance in quite a long time. And so it was of interest to me, to my listeners. And I said, yeah, I know a lot of folks will, you know, will, will be ha happy to hear you. And he really, at that time, he didn't think that that many people would necessarily show up. You know, he thought, you know, maybe enough people that, that would hold a small club or something like that. But maybe we had lines down there. People came, you know, they really wanted to, to hear him that, uh, that badly. And uh, I thought, I know that it made him feel good. I was delighted to emcee uh, this performance because uh, I was talking to people who I knew. I mean, these, these were not only fans, but this was the neighborhood, and, and this is what John was looking for. It reminded me, we were in Pittsburgh, the two, I was doing a, a jazz festival out there, and I was the emcee, and John went on with the traditional quartet, the, the famous quartet, and they were hot. I mean, it was one of the greatest performances uh, that I heard him in that context, you know. And uh, it was so good, uh, Stan Getz was supposed to follow him. And so they left it, I mean, the place was just, I mean, it, it, was, it was so so much excitement that nobody really could have uh, followed it, you know, unless they did something special. And uh, Stan did what he did. Instead of coming on and playing the saxophone, as everybody ex expected, he sent his vibraphone up to start playing and started, they started with something, this is softest instrument that he could find and, and, and got everybody to listen. And, and then the other guys came and, and filled in and, uh, you know, began to, to uh, listen to the, 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 the concert that he had planned for them. But it was, it was, it was just, uh, the place was bedlam. I mean, it was, it was really something uh, very special.
For more information on the program, visit trainumentary.blogspot.com.